Do you guys often wonder why people are sometimes always so negative? I mean, I've been at this for over five something years. And I've noticed that people just, they're always negative. I mean, just yesterday I posted the first glimpse at uh, Ezra Miller's Flash suit, Flash suit, I'm sorry, at his suit for the upcoming Flash movie and someone was like, and already they messed it up. How do you know this? We only see a glimpse. And I'm just like, and this is, and this, and this happens a lot with what I've noticed with people. It's like with the uh, Cowboy Bebop Netflix show. They only, they, they don't even have a trailer. They only release like a video of like the actors, you know, like just chilling out to the theme song and the, and, and the announcements that uh, Yoko Kano is going to be coming back to do the music for the show. You know, already people are all like, oh, it's going to suck. This is bad, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that I get because it's like, you know, like, yeah, most anime adaptations are not good. I mean, I do like the Ghost in the Shell one a little bit, but I mean, I get it because, you know, they always crash and burn, but it's still good to have a little bit of that positive mindset because I believe, and I've been taught this, that what you put out into the world is what you receive. So if you put out all this negative energy, you will get negative stuff back. I'm just like, I don't, and, and people don't realize this. They're still grumpy, grouchy, pissy babies who don't even, who don't even bother to give something a chance. They're just like one glimpse and they're like, oh, this sucks. It, that's terrible. I'm just like, we don't need that in a world that's already so negative and sad. Like, we need to be positive. We need to be the bright light for some people. I mean, like this one guy I follow called Tanks Good News. He literally posts, all he posts is good news. And I love that about him. Like, he is making, like, he is setting a positive environment. No news about what's going on in, over in Europe. No, no, no bad news about what, what, what President Biden talked about. Like, it's just good, feel good stuff. And that's something I try to, ro- to replicate on my page. Like, my page is a positive zone. It is a negative free zone. If there's any negativity, I usually delete it and you move on because those people are just wanting attention, stirring the pot. Please do not be negative. Just try to be positive. I, I, I know it can be hard, but it's just you've got to try to be positive these days. I also have that struggle. But doing this for so long has made me learn to try and be more positive about all the news we see and be more open-minded. What up, you bunch of sussy bakas? That did not sound as nice as I thought it would be. Let's try again. What up, you sussy boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of the Salem Talks Nerdy Podcast. I hope everyone is doing well, staying cool, being happy. I am doing well. I went to this little event in here in Tulsa called Tulsa Tough. It's like a, um, it's it's like a bike race mixed with a party, where it's like everyone just goes downtown to watch watch cyclists you know race and get drunk and probably high and do weird things. It's like. I won't say it's like Burning Man, but it's like it's like one big party, and it was cool, but it was also really hot. So I was, while well, while I was entertained, I was also being cooked alive. For this week's episode, I was inspired by a couple of videos I saw from a YouTuber called Panels to Pixels, who I will have linked down in the, in the description, and he did a couple of videos talking about the different real life inspirations for Marvel and DC characters. It was actually really cool that I. Got inspired to look more to look up more characters to see if I can find anything. And while I didn't find much, there's still some things. There's still some characters I really do want to talk about. So that is what this episode's going to be: is me talking about 
some of the real life inspirations behind characters like Iron Man, Batman, Superman, the Hellfire Club, Wolverine. Yep, it's going to be a pretty cool episode, so let's get into it. Quick disclaimer, I will not be talking about Nick Fury because it should be known about that at, at this point. But here is the Cliff Notes version. For the ultimate run of Marvel, they decided to base Nick Fury off of, off of Samuel Jackson. He found out. He kind of brought their attention. They're like, well, hey, we're going to do a movie, so do you want to play him in that? And that is how we have Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. You guys have no idea how long I've been wanting to do that. All right, let's start with some Marvel characters and who they were inspired by. Tony Stark. Apparently, he was inspired by Howard Hughes, the actual real-life Tony Stark. The dude was a inventor. He went on adventures. He was a ladies' man. Went buku cuckoo. I mean, seriously, look up a picture of Howard Hughes with the mustache and look up a old picture of Iron Man from the comics and the resemblance is there. This one is up for debate, but apparently Doctor Strange was inspired by Vincent Price of horror movie fame. I can honestly see this, to be frank. I mean, if you look at a picture of Vincent Price in like a roughly early version of Doctor Strange in the comics, well, I mean, yeah, apparently he was originally intended to look a little bit Asian, but... I mean, I can see the resemblance a little bit. Would have been dope if we got him in a movie. Oh, what about maybe like some weird like comic story where various Marvel characters are like drawn to look like the actor or actress they were inspired by. No, that would be cool. It's probably known at this point that both Magneto and Professor X were inspired by Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. But design-wise, they are not. While I couldn't find on anything on who inspired Magneto's look, I did learn that Yul Briner, who you might know from The King and I, Mag Magnuson 7, Westworld, was used for Professor X. Like I mentioned earlier, I will link the videos I talked about down in the description, so if you guys are having trouble kind of visualizing this, you can check them out and see for yourself. Some of you might be surprised by this, but J. Jonah Jameson, you know, the grumpy head of the Daily Bugle, is actually just a grumpy Stan Lee. And also get this, apparently he wanted to play J. Jonah Jameson in the uh, Sam Raimi films, but he was too old when he got to that. But hey, we got J.K. Simmons. Staying with Spider-Man for a little while, apparently John Romita Sr. said that he drew Mary Jane Watson based off Anne Margaret in the movie Bye Bye Birdie. If there's maybe one difference with that, it's probably he drew Mary Jane's hair to be a little bit of a darker shade of red. Kingpin was inspired by movie villain Cindy Greenstreet from... I think it was Casablanca or the Maltese Falcon, I forget which. But there are some who believe that he was actually inspired by Robert Middleton. Could be both. Morbius the Living Vampire got his inspiration from actor Jack Palance, and believe it or not, he, he was also used for the inspiration for a DC villain, which I will get to here in a little bit. Bucky was drawn to look like Bucky Pearson, a real-life school friend of Captain America co-creator Joe Simon. Sorry if some of these aren't really as meaty, it's just, they're very bare-bones. But yet, they're still very interesting. Monica Rambeau, who has become more f known to the casual Marvel fan thanks to WandaVision, was originally based on Pam Greer, a little bit. According to John Romita Sr., he was told to use a more attractive model. Now, I would love to meet a person who thought Pam Greer was not pretty enough to be a superhero. They're blind. Wolverine was inspired by minor actor Paul D'Amato, and let me tell you, forget Hugh Jackman, this dude is... This dude is or was, I don't know if he's still alive, the real-life Wolverine. Just look him up or watch him in the movie Slapshot, and he is the spitting image of Wolverine. Straight down to the mutton chops and the personality. I mean, it's freaky. Sadly, he's the only X-Men I can find any info on. 
The Hellfire Club was inspired by multiple people as well as an actual club. Yes, the Hellfire Club was an actual thing that existed way back then. But Chris Claremont, who made the X-Men what they are today, I believe, drew a lot of inspiration from an old TV show called The Avengers and an episode called A Touch of Brimstone. Emma Frost and Jean Grey's Black Queen were inspired by Diana Rigg, who you might know from The Avengers or George Lindsay's one-time outing as, as James Bond in Honor Matches Secret Service, where she plays his one-time wife, who dies by the end of the movie. In regards to the other members of the Hellfire Club, Peter Wingard was used as inspiration for Jason Wingard, Mastermind in the Skies. Sebastian Shaw, who was played by Kevin Bacon in the First Class movie, was inspired by actor Robert Shaw, who you might know from From Russia with Love, as well as Anakin Skywalker in the original version of Return of the Jedi. Donald Pierce was inspired by Donald Sutherland, who is the father of Kiefer Sutherland. And lastly, Harry Leland was inspired by Orson Welles. The similarities are there, you just have to really look. And lastly, there's a character called One Above All, who is basically God-tier Jack Kirby. And then this is just the Marvel portion. Let's get to the DC portion and see what's up with those characters. Let's start off with Superman. And he had a ton of influences. One were the strongmen of the era, like Sigmund and Breitbart. Apparently they had like a lot of... Uh, Magazines with, with with a strongman pictures and they use those pictures to kind of make the uh, Superman's poses Apparently they had three different people in mind for both Superman and Clark Kent for Superman They dreamed to look like Douglas Fairbanks who you might know from the classic Zorro films along with Robin Hood and Clark Kent was a mix of Joe Schuster who was a creator of Superman and and Harold Lloyd and his name came from Clark Gable and Kent Taylor Lois Lane has an interesting story behind her inspiration she was inspired by Glenda Farrell's character, Torchy Blaine. Her name came from actress Lola Lane. Her physical appearance came from a model named, named Joanne Carter, who was hired through a confidential ad in the paper, and she actually modeled for both Schuster and Siegel. That's actually a really sweet story behind all that. Batman has a few interesting stories relating to both his name and his looks. His name came from two people, actually. Scottish Patriot Robert the Bruce and a colonial figure Matt Anthony Wayne. Then in Batman Year One, David, I'm going to butcher his name here, David Mazzagelli, drew Batman to look like actor Gregory Peck. And this actually carried over into Alex Ross's book, Kingdom Come, where he drew Batman to look like an older Gregory Peck. And I do believe that this idea kind of carried on into a few other Batman iterations. Some might know this, some might not. But the Joker was based on silent actor Conrad Veidt and The Man Who Laughs. Definitely look that up. He is a screaming image of the Joker in that film. I mean, just no joke. I can probably just open up Photoshop, dye his hair green, give, give some red lips, and boom, Joker. I might do that anyways. Catwoman was inspired by multiple women. Those women were Bob Kane or Bill Finger's cousin Ruth Steele, along with actors Gene Harlow and Eddie Lamar. Is it weird? I can definitely see Catwoman being drawn to look more like Zoe Kravitz after the upcoming Batman movie. I just have that hunch. Talia al Ghul, daughter of Ra's al Ghul, was inspired by, get this, Diana Rigg. And quick to mention this one, but Harley Quinn, who was introduced in the Batman the Animated Series, was inspired by Paul Genie's college friend Arlene Sorkin, who was also an actress, and she was actually used to voice Harley Quinn for a while. Actually, she was Harley Quinn for a long time till I think she retired from acting. Now, Wonder Woman's inspiration came from some, let's say, some saucy sources. She was created by psychologist William Moulton Martin and Harry J. Peter. 
She was inspired by multiple feminists, along with Martin's wife and life partner, question mark, Olive Byrne. They were in a polyamorous relationship, apparently. He even uses love of bondage for Wonder Woman's lasso, along with her bracelets being inspired by Arabic protection bracelets worn by Olive Byrne. Olive Byrne, I'm sorry. Mom, if you're listening, I am sorry if I ruined Wonder Woman for you. But hey, this goes to show that inspiration can come from the weirdest of places. Shazam was based on actor and singer Fred McMurray. Not much there, just look up Fred McMurray and then a picture of Golden Age Shazam. Now, let's talk about some Green Lanterns for a little bit. Hell, Jordan is believed to have been inspired by actor Paul Newman, but there's no confirmation by the creator, so it's kind of up for debate. But Sinestro, you know, one of his bigger villains, was, was apparently inspired by David Nibben. And apparently, my least favorite Green Lantern, Guy Gardner, was originally inspired by actor Martin Miller. Or Milner, I'm sorry. Martin Milner. But then he was drawn to look more like Tim Pickett Smith in The Jewel in the Crown. Stargirl, Courtney Whitmore, was inspired by Jeff Johns' late sister, Courtney Johns, who died in the TWA flight in 1996. Kind of touching, you know, he's honoring his, his sister's memory through a combo character who is now kind of. I won't say on, on top of the world, but she's more well-known thanks to the TV show that is now airing. Like I mentioned in the Marvel portion of the episode, Morbius' influence Jack Pounds was used for a DC character. And that character was Darkseid. While yes, the alien dictator was based off more of Adolf Hitler, personality-wise, his looks were more akin to Jack Pounds. And second to some of the new god, Mr. Miracle was inspired by artist and writer Jim Steranko. His wife, Big Barda, was inspired by actress and singer Lonnie Kassan, who was discovered by Jack Kirby while looking through an issue of Playboy, I know. And character Funky Flashman is believed to have been based off Stan Lee. Now this is due out of Kirby's feelings for Stan Lee, feeling like he used him during his days at Marvel to make all his characters and then take all the credit. Yeah, that's something you've got to watch out with in regards to the comic book business. Sometimes it can be very cutthroat. I recall my second year of freshman year of community college and we were doing like this whole like semester long paper and this girl chose to do one on black panther and how stanley kind of changed something i forget what and 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 part of it was like we're like oh yeah he created black panther and i heard that out just like because i because i could because didn't jack kirby create black panther i forget but yeah just when i heard that i was just like i had to like bite my cheek because i didn't want to like be that guy but anyways, let's take a walk on the dark side of DC and look at some characters from its Vertigo titles. Let's start off with John Constantine, because apparently he was drawn to look like Sting. This is came from them wanted to have him in the story of in, in the story of like I think it was Swamp Thing, and then just he took out to be this fan favorite dark magic character. Lucifer Morningstar from Sandman was drawn to look like David Bowie, especially his his 80s look with the sharp suits and the golden blonde hair. Yeah, that was a luck back then for him. And lastly, there's this character named Delirium, an, an, another Sandman character, who was inspired by singer Tori Amos, who actually befriended Sandman creator Neil Gaiman in, in, in the 90s. There's actually a Sandman series coming to Netflix. Don't know if I'll watch it. I, I'm, like, I'm more of like, I'll watch Constantine or something like that, but I'm not, I, I'm not real sure about Sandman. But apparently it's really popular. And that's all I got for Marvel and DC. I did try to find any more, but there isn't really a lot. But I will keep looking because this stuff is really cool to learn about. There were I I did find some on like Popeye and Tintin, but who cares about those? Well, I mean my dad might, but that's a, that, that's our story. 
But I really hope this inspires people to go out and make characters because I believe it was Alex Ross who said that making comics or like just making like characters, it's like it's an unlimited budget. You can use you can use different people. I mean, like I do that when I'm a characters. I always tend to look at people I've seen in movies or people I've seen in real life. That is the beauty of I guess creating characters is you can use stuff from from life. So I definitely hope I maybe this inspires some people to go out and create some characters, not comics, but create characters. And who knows, maybe something can come from it. And that is the show for this week. Thank you all for listening. I always appreciate it. Be sure to follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on Spotify. Leave me a five-star rating where you can. Leave me a good review where you can because that helps the algorithm put my, put my podcast out there for more people to listen to. Feel free to leave me a voice message on Anchor. You know, tell me which character you, you, you were surprised about, who your favorite DC character is, Marvel character is, how, how you're doing. Just again, that will be in my in my description. So please feel free to send me in a voice message. And until next time, stay happy, stay well, be positive, don't do anything weird, don't go to jail, and I will see you all next time. Peace out.